Are you wondering what happened to Lucy Stone? Lucy graduated Oberlin College and became the shining star of the abolition and women's rights movements. At a time when women were not chosen to be public speakers, she was able to win many people, both men and women, to her cause. Although hesitant to surrender her independence, she did marry Henry Blackwell. Lucy was the first woman in this nation to keep her maiden name after marriage. She started the Woman's Journal. Her husband assisted in the production of this publication. Upon her death, Henry Blackwell maintained production and eventually turned management of the magazine over to her daughter, Alice Stone Blackwell. My name is Lucy Stone, and I grew up here in a nation known as a democracy. It was in the 1820s and 30s. And when I was a girl your age, it was legal for one human being to own another. Legal for a white man to rip apart the family of a Negro and sell each member upon an auction block to the highest bidder. It was legal for that same man to completely control the woman he married. He was legally master of her property, her industry, her body, her children. No, I determined that it would be the work of my life to transform this nation into a true democracy in which every human's voice would be heard and honored. Francis Stone here, Lucy's father. Now, to say that Lucy was a stubborn girl would be like blowing into a hurricane, adding a trickle to a tidal wave, stamping your foot in an earthquake. you get my meaning. <laughs> From the earliest time she had her own mind, and that one never traveling the same road with anyone else's. Did you know she killed a snake by dropping a stone on its head? <laughs> what kind of girl would do such a brazen thing? A girl should call on a man for such things. That's why the good Lord put us here, to watch over and take care of the weaker women folk. Weaker indeed. I had only to look to my mother to know the strength that would be required of me. When I was born in 1818, it's told that my mother, who had milked the eight family cows just before my arrival, said, I am sorry it is a girl. A woman's lot is so hard. My blessed mother, Hannah, was always up long before the menfolk to set the bricks to heat and begin the cooking. She made all the cheeses and kept the poultry as well. Her day never left her hands quiet for one moment. And when the sun went down, in that tiny circle of light that a candle illuminated, she and my sisters and I, we mended and sewed everything that the whole family wore. And yet, despite this constant work, my mother had not one penny to her name. My father collected and controlled all the money the farm produced. My mother had to ask him for coins to buy clothes or food, and if he thought something was unnecessary or frivolous... We would do without it. I remember Mama late at night, slipping Father's money bag out from under the pillow where he slept. Silently, she would draw out just a few pennies so that they wouldn't be missed and then quietly replace it. Her children would have new collars on their coats. Father was very tight with the family money. And no matter how hard Mama worked, the law said it was all his. 
When I was a little girl, I helped the family earn extra money by sewing uppers for shoes. At four cents a pair, I was the fastest in the family. I could complete nine in a day. Mama, may I have a few of the pennies? There's a beautiful feather I want to buy at the village store. Oh, Lucy, the money is not yours. But, Mama, I earned it. In marriage, Lucy, everything belongs to the husband. Even what I earn? Why? A wife must do all a husband commands because the Bible says it. Thy desire shall be to thy husband and he shall rule over thee. Oh, it is because of Eve's sin in eating the apple that proved women needed ruled over. Mama, if God is good, that cannot be what it means. Somebody understood it wrong. I shall learn Latin and Hebrew and Greek and find out what the Bible really says. Well, much to everyone's surprise, from that moment on, I was determined to attend college. There was but one small problem. <laughs> Not a single college in our fair land accepted women or people of color. So I determined to go to female seminaries. That's what existed for the few girls who finished their secondary education until an opportunity presented itself. Of course, I would have to convince my father of the wisdom of this plan. Father, I should like to pursue my education. Lucy, for the good Lord's sake, you have enough learning now to teach like your sister Rhoda and make one quarter a man's salary as she does. It'll be quite enough to help pay off the farm debt and save for your brother's studies. Father, I should like to attend college also. Lucy, that's mad. Your mother can write and cipher and keep a cord of the egg and butter money, and she can read the Bible. What more does a girl need to know? A girl needs to know all she is able to know. My father would share his woes with everybody at the tavern. Now, answer me this. Why in the good Lord's name wouldn't she want a husband to love and protect her? Oh, of course, maybe she was feared she couldn't find one. <laughs> Luther, her brother, always teasing her about her turned-up nose. And that time I told her she might have a hard time attracting a man, cause, Lucy, you got a face like a blacksmith's apron. It keeps off the sparks. <laughs> it was only teasing. But, oh, she got herself all fired up like a bull and yelled back at me. I do not wish to be married, she said. I would not want a husband for anything. I wish I was still plainer and that the mole on my upper lip was an inch longer so as to hang down. <laughs> well, we stayed silent about her face from then on. But what was beneath it? The girl was bent on getting a college education. What a waste! But she was persistent as a fly in the summer heat. She would teach and save, pay me back every cent I lent her for them preparatory schools. But college? Not a penny. Girl getting an education. Don't that beat all? You see, it was expected of all young women that we would wed. Let me explain. If your father had given you a house, two cows and a horse when you married... The house, the cows, the horse would all immediately and forever belong to your husband. 
all that you brought to that marriage would belong to your husband. And if you went out and worked and earned a dollar, your husband had the right to take that dollar, go out and get drunk with it, and beat you besides. It was his dollar. I know you wonder, why was there not more divorce in my day? Because not only what you brought to a marriage belonged to that man, but that which you created within it, your children. What woman could walk away from her children? No, I would work to change these laws, and until that time, single, I would remain. One hundred years hence, what a change will be made In politics, morals, religion and trade In statesmen who wrangle or ride on the fence These things will be altered a hundred years hence A hundred years